The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Hello there, folks, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, another week has rolled around, and this week has been, um, it's been quite an interesting week. Uh, it's been absolutely tragic and heartbreaking, but also there's been some cause for celebration and a bit of relief, I suppose, in the piping world. Uh, but we'll get through to that. Uh, this week's episode, I have to say, is going to be quite a difficult episode to put together for a good number of reasons. Uh, for everyone listening right now, I'm sure you guys know exactly why this episode is going to be tough to put together. And I can't start the podcast without acknowledging it. Uh, but I need to get through the domestics first of all. So, yes, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folks. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. So, yeah, if you would like to help support the show, then you can. You can go and check us out on Patreon, like every other podcast out there. We have a Patreon page, and every click of support really does mean the world to us because it helps keep the wheels turning here, especially during the middle of a global pandemic. So your support, honestly, guys, is very welcome at this time. Now, what do you get for your for your dosh? Well, you get tons of extra pipe and content. You get all sorts of exclusive backstage videos, episodes of Rab's, Rab Show Plus, Plus, you get catch-up episodes of our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. So if you do miss it on Fuse FM Live every week, then you can go and catch up on Patreon. Yeah. So, yeah, do consider heading over there, clicking on that support button. And like I said, it really does help us and continue producing this amazing show. Yeah. Also, don't forget our ongoing promotion with the Pipers Dojo. Yes, we still have the Learn to Tune Your Pipes Like a World Champion package. That's completely free. You just go onto our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. And yeah, just download the package. And it's like a whole video tuition series by the legends of the Pipers Dojo. And it's absolutely brilliant. And I use that package quite a lot myself, uh, you know, when I'm learning and trying to tune my own pipes in the house here on my own with no pipe major to tune them for me, so I do them myself. So, yeah, that package has been invaluable. Also, don't forget you can take 30 days of Dojo Premium for just $1. Yeah, so for $1, we drop the paywall on absolutely everything on the Piper's Dojo. So you get access to all your live lessons, all your Facebook groups, uh, just absolutely everything. There's just way too much to list And we guarantee that after 30 days of using Dojo Premium, that you will notice a difference in your plan. And if you don't notice a difference in your plan, then maybe it's not for you. Uh, But, you know, we do put the Big Rab Show seal of approval on this, and we, we don't normally give out that seal too lightly. So, yeah, go and have a go. 30 days to have a test drive, 30 days you get to have a look at everything on the Piper's Dojo website and all their membership and all the rest. 
And then if you would like to continue it, then you can. But at least you've had 30 days to try it out and see if it's for you. There you are. So consider doing that. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. And that's where all of those promotions are. Yes. All right. That's the domestics out of the way, as always. Um, But I have to start this show on a bit of a somber note. Now, everyone who's going to be tuning in right now, especially from Northern Ireland, are going to know exactly what I'm going to be talking about now. And if anything, that has been the majority of this week's listener mail. Now, each week we do start our podcast with listener mail. Uh, so our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And yeah, we got quite a lot of commentary about this next story that really has shook the piping world here in Northern Ireland to the core, and I don't say that lightly. It has really shocked people and has had everyone bouncing backwards and really taking stock, I think. Well, what am I talking about? For those living internationally, of course, you may not know, uh, so I'll have to give you the whole story. On the 24th of September, ourselves here in the Big Rab Show started frantically receiving messages from all around the piping world in Northern Ireland, telling us of some terrible news. Once we finally did have it confirmed, then we had the yeah the arduous task of reporting a death in the pipe band world. So I'll read you what we put out on our social media account. I'm sure you've possibly seen it by now. Uh, but yeah, we had to break the terrible news that drum major Rachel Lurie of Armagh Brig Pipe Band here in Northern Ireland, sadly died as part of, well, she was involved in a bad car accident. Ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we are all deeply saddened by this news. It really has knocked us over and we're really shocked. And a lot of us are still really feeling the grief, if we're honest. Um, but we, you know, we've sent out our sincerest thoughts and prayers to Sheila and the wider family, of course, and to everyone who knew and loved Rachel Rachel Larry was very fondly uh, thought of in the bagpiping world, you know, and of course she was a previous world champion as well in 2017. I think actually I do remember chatting to Rachel briefly here on the show. And um, I remember at the time I was asking Rachel, oh, congratulations on winning the Worlds, what was it like? And obviously she talked glowingly about hearing her name read out. And I said, well, you know, what does the future hold for yourself? You know, possible any more world titles? And of course... Rachel's dreams and aspirations at the time were to continue up the grades all the way to senior and to lift that world championship mace at senior level. Rachel was 17. She was involved in a car accident and her life was taken far too soon. And a lot of people here in Northern Ireland, like I said, are feeling this loss intensely. And I don't know if it's the shock of it, Or what it is, but that is really, I don't know, it has really knocked people over. And we are all going to deeply miss Rachel at the competitions. And we're just going to miss her. I don't know, I just don't know, I'm lost for words now. Uh, So ourselves here on the Big Rab Show, we were supposed to, this incoming week, we were supposed to be announcing our Big Rab Show Award nominees. We were supposed to be telling you who the finalists were in each of our categories. And we were going to tell you guys how to go and vote for your favourite and all of that sort of stuff. And 
It was all supposed to be a bit of a celebration and togetherness of the piping world, as the Rab Show Awards always are. But this time round, on the day that we were supposed to be announcing the finalists, this news broke. And there was no way that we could possibly, you know, air a show like that on Fuse FM. So we decided, well, if anything, we thought about it. We thought about two different things. We actually thought about pulling the plug on the show for this week uh, as a mark of respect. You know, we didn't think that going on air and playing music and all the rest and talking to the listeners and stuff, we didn't think that, you know, that would sit well going with how everyone's feeling at the moment. But we made the decision, instead of doing a Rab Show nominee show, uh, we would do a big Rab Show tribute show, uh, all for Rachel. And that show went out on air last night, and can I personally say that it was one of the hardest shows I've had to do? 2020 has been an absolutely terrible year. We have had tragedy after tragedy, and it's, I don't know. It's just awful. Last night's show was heartbreaking. Uh, I barely got through the links, if I'm honest. Uh, It was a very rough show. But I have to say that the amount of messages and text messages, tweets and Facebook things and all the rest that came in from folk around the piping world that were tuning in last night to Fuse, honestly, guys, it was so heartwarming to know that everyone around the piping world were all coming together in this and we're all trying to help support each other. And one of the things that was one of the particular highlights of last night's show, I feel I should bring it here to the podcast for you guys. Now, ourselves here in the Big Rab Show team, once we heard the terrible news and we we reached out to the drum majoring scene here, especially in Northern Ireland, and we asked drum majors all over Northern Ireland if they wanted to contribute to a dedication piece uh, to Rachel Laurie. And... uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm losing words again. But uh, yeah, here's one went out on the show last night. It is with a heavy heart that I've been asked to do this on behalf of the Big Grab team. It's with great sadness that we have learned of the tragic loss of the life of Major Rachel Larry. Rachel, as we know, was a beautiful young lady of 17 years old from just outside Market Hill, who attended Market Hill High School. Rachel was a member of Armour Brig Pipe Band and also connected with the Quinn Memorial Pipe Band. Rachel made her presence known when she made her mark on the Dramager Arena in 2011. Dramager Larry was full of glamour and fun. She had a good rapport with all her fellow competitors on and off the field and even with us senior drum majors. Rachel had a special talent when it came to drum major and that was very evident. Her deportment and she was extremely gifted with the flourishing ability. Rachel started out her drum major career with the County Armagh drum major class under the good guidance of drum major Andrew McKeown Gibson and of later seasons advice from senior world champion Emma Barr. Rachel had a very successful drum majoring career. Her main highlight was winning the Junior World Championship title in 2017 and in 2019 became runner-up Juvenile World Champion. 
This terrible news has just touched the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association worldwide to the core, as we are all in complete and total shock at this devastating news. It is very clear to see how well Rachel was thought of by her friends, with many tributes being paid to her via social media. Rachel's talent, discipline, big smile, and of course her fashion trends will be sorely missed by all. Can we extend our sincere sympathies to Sydney, Sheila, the Larry family circle, band members, friends, at this very difficult time? And we trust that God's comfort will be upon you. Major Rachel Murray, a precious life, young life, gone too soon. From Major Rachel Lowry, my best friend. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, a very promising drum major. Rest in peace, Rachel. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, you were sadly missed by everyone in the pipe band community. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, rest in peace. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, it was an honour to know you. May you rest in peace. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, you are one of the brightest stars in the Drum Major circuit. May you forever shine in heaven. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, you will be missed by all of us around the Drum Major arena. Thanks for all the memories. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, a very talented girl, taken away too soon. Drum Major Rachel Laurie, rest in peace. Drum Major Rachel Laurie, forever my heart, rest in peace. Drum Major Rachel Laurie, rest in peace, forever young. Drum Major Rachel Laurie, you were a very talented drum major that was taken far too soon. May you rest in peace. Drum Major Rachel Laurie, still can't believe you're gone, rest in peace. Drum Major Rachel Dowry. You are a very talented drum major. Your infectious smile and friendship will be sorely missed from the competition arena. May you rest easy. My deepest condolences to all your family and friends. Gloria Aiken, Drum Major Adjudicator. Rachel, you'll be dearly missed by Pipe Band community. Thank you for all the memories along the way. It's been a privilege to compete against you. You'll be missed by everyone. Major Rachel Lowry, forever talented, forever beautiful, and forever young. Rest in peace. Major Rachel Lowry, a young life taken far too soon. Major Rachel Lowry, at peace. Major Rachel Lowry will be greatly missed by all. The sad and tragic news of the passing of Drum Major Rachel Lowry is no doubt being felt far and wide within the pipe band community. And certainly I, as a Drum Major Adjudicator, um, your presence, Rachel, will be missed greatly on the park. And I want to pass on my deepest and sincere sympathy to your family and the entire family circle at this time. And also my sympathy to your fellow competitors who have grown up with you throughout the years 
the friendships that were made and the bonds that were made during that time of competing together. Certainly, this is a painful time for everyone. And I just trust that the Lord will bless each and every one of you and help you through these difficult days. Stand easy, Drum Major Rachel Lowry. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, gone but not forgotten. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, a great friend who I will truly miss. Drum major Rachel Lowry started off a shy drum major, her talent flourished through the years. Many trophies she has won, but the biggest all was the Worlds 2017. We've had fun, we've had laughter and tears throughout her career. A beautiful young girl who we will all miss dearly, safe in the arms of Jesus. Rachel Lowry, Armagh Bridge. Rachel Lowry, Armagh Bridge. Rachel Lowry. Rachel Lowry, Armagh Bridge. Drum Major Rachel Lowry, forever one of our own, safe journeys, sleep tight. There you have it. That went out on Fuse FM Balamoney last night and I want to run through the list of names of the contributors just so everyone you know gets accounted for, just so I let you know who all you just heard there now. We had uh, Drum Major David Brownlee, uh, Drum Major Lana Gibson. Drum Major and Adjudicator Ian McGretchen, uh, Drum Major Benjamin Walker, uh, Louise Smyton, Lauren Freeburn, Adjudicator Alan McBride, we had Alicia Dixon Hamilton, of course, from the Big Rab Show team, uh, but also, yeah, Drum Major Alicia Dixon Hamilton, BEM. Uh, we had James Kennedy, Emily Crooks, we had Courtney Wilson, Jimmy Lee Wilson, Joanne Graham, Kathy Hunter, Adjudicator Gloria Aiken, Catherine McKeown, Jason Price, Jamie Couples, Katie Becker, Paula Braden, Vicky Singer, Emma Barr, Lauren Hanna, Adjudicator, Alistair Patterson, uh, Grace Thompson, Abigail Wenlock, Andrea McKeown-Gibson, and Aaron McElwain, of course, from the Big Rab Show team. Also featured in that was uh, RSPBA Director uh, and Vice Chair, Miss Arlene Faulkner. We also had, of course, the Voice of the Worlds, Mr Ian Hamilton. Uh, and guys, see when that went out on Fuse last night, I, I at that point I just wanted to hit the stop button and walk out the door. I didn't want to do anymore because I'm sure listening to that to anyone out there who knows Rachel um, and is feeling it right now, like a lot of us are, um, 
that's for you guys, you know. And again, ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we do pride ourselves as being the voice of the piping world. And uh, if any of you guys want to get in contact with us, even just to talk, have a yarn, have a chat, just to even chat about how you're feeling about all of this, certainly get in contact with us. Of course, we have all our social media stuff, you know, the Twitter, the Facebook, and our email, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And just to let you all know that you're not alone. You know, I do think at times like this, this is kind of, you know, it pulls the piping world together and internationally as well. Like the messages I was receiving last night were coming in from Canada, from Australia. I've got a few from New Zealand as well. I even got some from France and a couple from Italy as well. So it seemed to be the bagpiping world were all pulling together in the face of such a tragedy. Drum major Rachel Laurie will be very sorely missed by all of us here in the piping world, specifically here in Northern Ireland. And from all of us here in the Big Rab Show team, we want to send our sincerest condolences uh, to all of her friends, family, uh, loved ones, and of course bandmates and fellow drum majors. Uh, our heart goes out to you. And again, our email box is always open. You can certainly send us in a message. Let us know. Uh, you know what you're feeling, what you're thinking, and uh, yeah, we'll certainly be more than happy to talk to you. So, so there you go, guys. Quite a heavy start to the podcast this week. Um, so, but yeah, it has been quite a heavy week in the podcasting world and the piping world, and yeah, it's been rough. Uh, just an awful, awful tragedy. I think at this point, I'll go and get myself a cup of tea. Yeah, and then I'll tackle into the piping news, I think. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com Check them out Okay, we're back And thanks for sticking with us, folks Uh, Yeah, it's a bit of a different episode this week Uh, We are kind of playing with the format a little bit um, Just so I can catch my breath, if I'm honest It's been a rough week It's been a rough week, folks Um, Right, let's fly on to our first news story Now, I did chat to you guys and tell you About the new book that's being released by Andrew Lawson Andrew, of course, lead tipper of the Mighty Shots and Dykehead Caledonia Pipe Band um, yeah, we did mention this a couple of times on the show now about this new book of drum scores from the Shots Concert Rise. Andrew has managed to write them all down and release them all as an electronic book through his website, andrewlawson.me. So, yeah, I did think we had the responsibility, I should say, to catch up with Andrew himself and talk all about this release and what people should expect from it and much, much more besides. So, let's introduce to the podcast this week, Mr. Andrew Lawson. So, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Andrew Lawson. Andrew, how are you, sir? 
I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, there's a good reason why we have you on the show, because uh, a couple of podcasts ago, we actually talked about it, the release of your new book. Yeah. Yes, oh, the, yeah. The drum scores from Rise. This is all <laughs> exciting. Finally out. <laughs> it's, it's been an idea for a long time, but yes, it's now available. So, so That's what I was going to ask you straight off. Uh, has this been in the works for a while? You know, How long has this been percolating? The idea has been percolating for a while, but the actual trying to put it together has just been kind of the last few months. <laughs> oh, see, really? As so, recent as that, yeah. Um, well, yes. The the scores themselves, I, I, I typeset music anyways, so I kind of originally thought um, it wouldn't be that hard to put a book together, but I was I was proven a bit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. So the book is now out, and we'll chat about it in a wee minute or two. But first of all, I wanted to ask you about shots and how you guys are coping at the moment with lockdown. How are things going with the core? Um, it's it's mainly been a, I'd say, a break. I mean, we've we've definitely kept in touch, and and I think that motivation levels are still there, but we are obviously not able to get together and actually be in person and practice. So um, I've. I've been on Skype a fair bit over the last few months. We've had we've had new recruits during this kind of off period and stuff. So, so most of my my time has been working to catch catch people up and learn and help folk learn the music and 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 learn the way we play it. So, um, the people that have been in the core for a while, there's not been a lot of drumming contact, but we've all we've all kept in good touch. So. There you go. So still managing to keep the wheels turning, even though we're not on the grass, basically, yeah. Yeah, trying our best. I mean, once it had to be a break, it was probably not too bad, I guess, to get to get a bit of a break. And, and I think everybody had more time to do other things for it, for a summer that you normally wouldn't be able to do. And obviously, I've got a young family here, so there was a lot of there was a lot of family time. We had to be home, so we we spent it in ways that sometimes in the summer you don't get as much time to do so exactly i can tell you my garden has never looked that good <laughs> the grass is mowed the fence is painted you know looking brilliant <laughs> I, w- I wish i could say the same it seemed like uh, t- time somehow evaporated it must it must be the running around and looking after and playing with kids so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Indeed. So, well, we were chatting to, well, Pi Major, Emma Conway, and also to yeah. him as well. Uh, we were chatting about, you know, how we were so excited to see you guys on the grass <laughs> this year. And we were absolutely gutted with, you know, pandemic and all of this madness. Um, were you guys equally as excited as a drum corps to hit the grass this season? Absolutely. I think we've been, we've been growing and, and strengthening each year and, um, I was I was very looking forward to what the bands could put out there this this now past season. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we were we were absolutely motivated, and it's it's it is some disappointment, but I mean everybody's in the same in the same boat, so yeah. no, we just it. have to adapt and <laughs> try and overcome. Exactly, of course, yeah. yeah. I know for ourselves in the Rab Show, we've been chatting about you guys. For yous, we're going to be the band that we were watching in 2020 <laughs> with, with an interest. Because I think it would be fair to say, Andrew, you guys left Glasgow in 2019 and left everyone going, whoa, what was that? That medley run that you played in the circle. Wow. I was going to ask you, what was it like leaving the arena on the Saturday? Uh, it was good. It was it was positive. We were happy with the run, and and it felt good. And um, 
uh, I mean, I've, I guess I've played a fair few runs in that circle and, and we've, we've had some medleys that were, that, that felt really good. And yeah, I mean, most of them were, were pretty good, but some stand out more than others. I, I did really enjoy that run. I really enjoyed the music in that and, and the construction and the medley. So I think everything kind of came off well and, and we were very pleased. It was a good way to finish that, uh, two long grueling days of worlds so <laughs> it certainly was and like i said it did leave us all thinking wow that's amazing i can't wait for next season so yeah who knows we'll hopefully hit the grass again in 2021 and i can't wait to see Absolutely. you back on the grass again yeah oh thank you thank you we're cool. we're looking forward to it too and and looking forward to seeing everybody out there of course yeah and, i know and, exactly all right i, I, I was going to ask then with 2021 in front of us we know that inverarian district are doing the big glasgow royal concert hall but you guys in shots have you any plans for any concerts and shows possibly this incoming year um n- no would be the no? quick answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've 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 not really we've not really planned and and i think it maybe is a bit hard to plan because we don't know how things will go for the yeah. coming year but uh the, the main concert is the world's concert and, and, and inverary's doing in doing that um we we don't have anything in the pipeline as no of plan. yet so no. that's okay well looking back then to rise when you guys yeah. hit that stage can i say first of all the recording of that album is or that show is just absolutely incredible what was it like on stage on the night? Um, it was good. It was it was actually quite quite fun. Um, there's there's a lot of build up. There's a lot of work, and then uh, and maybe maybe more so as a leading drummer, I was I was possibly feeling a bit of the stress, and and I was helping on on other ends. Um, my background in in audio engineering and stuff. I was I was helping Murray Blair, who recorded the show. Yeah. So in the whole buildup, I, I had more than just the plane on my mind. So um, to finally actually just be on the stage and, and, and playing it uh, was actually quite relaxing. Um, wow. You know, relaxing? Maybe, maybe, well, well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're finally actually just doing what all the work was for. And yeah, of course. And, and we, de- we definitely worked into it um, or sorry, relaxed into it. At least personally, I think um, maybe, a little tense in the first in the first few sets but then it just became really enjoyable and um you're playing in front of uh, a, a large audience i think i think the concert almost always sells out there's a lot of enthusiastic people watching and, and wanting to hear and you just want to do your best and entertain so it, it felt really good actually <laughs> it's good to hear you know you know i've talked to people who've been on that stage during that concert and mm-hmm. normally you hear I was so scared, I was petrified, I was terrified even, and the whole thing was just a nightmare. But it's brilliant to hear that you enjoyed it and actually loved being up there. So can we talk about the drum scores then, Andrew? Uh, you've obviously, you've now released a book of scores from that show. And yep. for those listening or watching this video right now, if you haven't got a copy of Rise, where have you been? You need to get a copy of it. <laughs> so you can actually open your book and as a drummer, you could sit at home now and play the actual scores along with the album. Not right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's a it's a digital book, so um, it's it's in PDF form. But mm-hmm. I guess that gives some benefits. I, I'm it, I'm able to make the book easy to navigate. There's there's kind of the bookmarks and everything. You can flick through the book easily, and um, and I guess there's nothing stopping you printing your 
favorite scores out of it anyways on, on paper if you want to keep a paper version of stuff but um yeah. yeah you can you can play along i've i've actually started a, a youtube channel as well where i'm going to eventually hopefully get all of the music from the book out there there's a few videos on there already um I'll be playing those at a slightly slower tempo. I guess one thing about being on that stage is adrenaline gets in you and stuff. So the yeah. the tempos are the tempos of the, on the actual night were, um, were relatively quick. But um, absolutely, yeah. Work, so, work through the scores and, and build up to playing that concert speed. <laughs> Indeed, I'm eventually get there. I have to say, I have been. I'm a drummer myself, and I've been attempting. Yeah. The, the drum score that you have for the drum salute, and uh, can I tell you, yes. my drags are a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm so glad you actually did play it down in tempo because to build up to the speed that's on the CD, I don't know how you guys reached that, but I, I don't know, just learned it this past week. So, you know, hopefully I'll get there. But that's Absolutely. how you're doing this. You're kind of releasing the book, but then actually showing people in video form how to play it as well. Trying to, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I thought the fanfare might be one of the the attractions of of the book, to be honest. So those that's where I'm putting work uh, video wise at the moment, trying to get some some of that out there. I just put I just put a new one out um, with some of the even more complex parts. Um, uh, part of it, part of the fanfare was written by uh, a member of the core, Ian Morris, who has a background in in all sorts of drumming. He's I think got a degree in, in jazz drum set playing and he's played drum line kind of things as well as pipe band drum. And so oh, wow. he brought some interesting ideas to the table and, and it took the rest of us a lot of time to learn them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so can I ask you that about influences then and, and your own approach to writing drum scores then who, or, you know, what bands, what musically would be your main influence when writing drum scores? I mean, a lot of the influences is based on what I've actually played so who I've played with and, and so, I mean, I played initially when I first went to grade one, I played under Drew Duthert and I moved to Peel and played under Craig Stewart, uh, Jeremy Keddy, and then my teacher, Doug Stronach. And, and then I came to Scotland and played under Jim Kilpatrick for 12 years. And I mean, a lot of the music I got to play was, was fantastic. Jim's music is fantastic. I really enjoyed playing under Drew Duthert. Um, I, I, I learned something from all of the leading drummers I played under in Peel and, and I see influences, little combinations of rudiments or choice of rudiments and stuff from, from all of it, to be completely honest. So I think yeah. lots of it left its mark, even if I didn't think, think at the time it did. So, um, my influences definitely are main, mainly based on what I've actually played already myself so there you go well, that's quite a pedigree if you don't mind me saying so that's quite a lot of big <laughs> names there that's quite awesome so if, if folks want to get a hold of this book you've actually introduced something that's kind of unique when uh, releasing something new like this so uh, yeah. tell folks how to get a hold of it uh well the, the the download is is from a website i've i've just put together so um you can you can download the book and the the price point is is set at what you want to pay really um i guess i guess in the pipe band world it's not been attempted yet but i have seen it here and there and i mean the first time i saw pay what you want for something it was actually the band radiohead they did it in 2010 for an album called in rainbows um but obviously they have a gigantic audience and trusted that people would would pay pay something for their for the digital download of their album so um i mean part of it for me was 
I, I felt there was good value in the book. I thought I'm, I'm pleased with the scores and I know the drum corps are, are pleased with them. So I figured there, there would be an audience and that there are, are people interested in, in having scores and, and, and valuing them. But um, setting a price could, could maybe have just stopped, a lot, stopped interest to a yeah. degree. And, and, and leaving it open for people to pay what they want and even come back and pay later. So there's, there's actually nothing stopping you just going to the site and checking out the book. You don't have to pay first to get the book. Um, and I'm sure that means some people are not paying anything at all, but that's, that's how I've left it. So um, I, think, I think it's a genius idea, to be honest, <laughs> because at the moment with the global pandemic and, People are on furlough. Some are losing their jobs. Even like some people are really financially hit hard, you know. So course, with, yeah. with things like this, say people could only afford a fiver or a tenner, you know, then sure. that, that's what they can pay. So I honestly think it's a fantastic idea, Andre. So yeah, kudos to you, sir. I think that's fantastic. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what does the future hold for yourself and the drum corps and the rest of shots? What, what have you guys got coming in? Um, well, as I said, there's there's quite a few new members in in the bands, both drum corps and pipe corps. So um, I think that's that's kind of pumped us up motivation wise even more to to really want to get out in 2021 and and be a bigger band and uh, and and really try to step up the next level from what we've had. Um, as I said, there's no concerts or anything's in in the in the pipeline, and I think I think it's hard to make any big plans bar preparing for competition. So at the minute we're, we're very competition focused. And uh, once things get closer back to normality, we might start planning other things. I'd love to, I'd love for the band to do concerts or, or consider some, some type of recording or something outside of just the competition arena. So. Yeah. Oh, excellent stuff. Well, if anything, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys back in the prize list again um, with a lot Thank of you. new faces too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent stuff. So Andrew, before I let you go, we do have some big rap show staples that I need to okay. ask you. Uh, uh, what is your favorite cheese, Andrew? Uh, that's a tough one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say actually, and it's my wife that got me into this one, but uh, Wensleydale with cranberries in it. Ooh, That's a good one on a nice quality nice. cracker or oat cake. It's Isn't good. That, what do you call it? Wallace and Gromit. He loves Wensleydale, doesn't he? I think. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. See? Yeah, <laughs> Wensleydale fan. Uh, so, can I ask you then, with all of your years of playing throughout the piping scene, what has been sure. your most embarrassing moment to date? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I. I guess the story behind uh, my nice haircut here, my, my hair wasn't always short. Um, I think in high school, I, I thought I was going to be a rock star and I, I tried my best to grow my hair long. I don't think it was for me, but uh, I think I got it almost down to my shoulders. Um, nice. I, I can't even ever find pictures of me with long hair. So <laughs> I, I'm sure it did happen. It was a while ago, but <laughs> when I, when I first, when I first joined the, the Toronto police band, um, we actually, it it was kind of the tail end of, of the 1995 season. So so I moved up to the band, but they were invited to Estes Park in Colorado for a competition in September or October of 1995. And um, a lot of the the members of the band had been joking that uh, you know to play in the band you've got to 
get your head, your head shaved or this or that or whatever. <laughs> so um, it, it did end up, and it wasn't forced by any stretch. We, we played along or whatever, but my, uh, my hair all came off right, right down to the wet shave, wow. right, right down to the woods. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can remember going to, um, to breakfast the next morning and I think it was, I had a pretty good tan. I think I can tan fairly well in the summer. So my, my, the top of my head was absolutely pale white, <laughs> just being shaved the night before. <laughs> so that was embarrassing for a wee while. I obviously came back and sheepishly, um, uh, got a lift home with my parents from the airport and <laughs> with, with a slightly new haircut and then going back to going back to school and high school with, um, Nothing on top. Yeah, Every, I guess everybody that was that was happened. embarrassing for a while. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, and wow. and ever since my hair has been quite short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, Andrew, thank you so much for chatting to us here on the show, man. Um, we oh, wish thank you, you very much all the very best for the book release and everything. Do you want to give a plug for the website then, where people can get it? Sure. Um, it's andrewlawson.me, and and from there you can find. I've I've started a, a Facebook page just kind of for the business business oriented and um and you can get a link to the youtube channel there which hopefully helps you in your learning of the drums course that's it and i've been using it definitely for sure good yeah <laughs> so there you are folks be sure to check out the new book rise uh by andrew loss it's definitely going to be worth picking up uh so andrew please give my best to everyone in shots and uh we hope to see you on the grass in 2021 with all those new absolutely faces. i will thank you very much for having me on take care thanks McClellan Bagpipes from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Euston, Scotland they adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making using the finest materials employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information McClellan Bagpipes Born in Scotland, made in the USA. There you have it. Many thanks to Andrew Lawson there for taking the time to chat to us. Absolutely awesome. And I do wish him the very best with this release. And uh, yeah, you know, I know it's a pay-as-you-feel kind of thing or pay-as-you-can-afford. But yeah, you know, don't be too stingy. You know, do drop him a few quid because a lot of work has went into this. So yes, you can go and download the book for nothing if you want to. That's completely your prerogative. You can do that. But if you can, you know, drop him the odd couple of dollars here and there. You know, every little counts, I suppose. Uh, But definitely worth picking up. And as well, you should go and check out his YouTube channel, which is what I've been using personally, as you just heard. It's really, really good. Uh, So as you're playing along, you actually hear the bass and tenor work behind you as well. So it's a lot of fun. So there you go. Shout out to Andrew. Thank you so much for taking time to chat to us, mate. Very much appreciate it. Okay, right, let's get into some actual other piping news, shall we? Away from new releases and books and such, I have to give a shout this week to the National Piping Centre, who have launched the tickets for the upcoming Glenfiddich Championships. Yes, I did mention this on a previous podcast, and if you haven't got your tickets yet, then um, where have you been? But there is an incentive now for you to actually go and buy tickets for this. Yeah, I don't know if you managed to catch this bit of news or not, but if you visit the Piping Centre's website, so pipingcentre.co.uk forward slash Glenfiddich, um, yeah, you can purchase your tickets there and they're 15 quid a go. 
But also, if you do purchase tickets to see the Glymphitic, you'll also be entered into a prize draw to win one of two sets of McCallum bagpipes. Yes. Now, these are proper bad boys. These are SL4 McRae bagpipes. These are the ones, African Blackwood, and they're... Oh, absolutely gorgeous. I think these are the ones that are like copies of the ones that Stuart Little plays. Whoo! Absolutely incredible stuff. So, yeah, if you would like to go and... uh, Who wouldn't? Get tickets to go and see the Glymphitic. I've already mine bought. Um, But, yeah, you'll also be entered into this prize draw. And you could potentially win yourself a set of pipes just for buying tickets to see a show. So, there you go. Go along to thepipingcentre.co.uk forward slash Glymphitic. And you could pick yourself up a set of McCallum bagpipes just for watching the Glenfiddich. Now, how awesome is that? Yeah. All right. I have to give a little shout this week to Ali Lavac. Of course, you guys know Ali quite well. Yes, I've mentioned him quite a number of times here in the show. Um, well, just yesterday, he was on social media playing bagpipes without a shirt on. Um, yeah, but he was playing along with Cameron Ross, of course, fiddle player. And the tunes that these guys were flying out shirtless absolutely brilliant so shout out to ali what an amazing set so if you haven't looked at that yet go and check out cameron ross music on social media of course we've shared it out in the rab show facebook page you can go and have a look at it what a blistering set came from those guys oh absolutely amazing and speaking of ali levac actually uh his band project smoke have been they've been in rehearsals for a little secret project that they're doing now they've only teased it a little bit Hmm. And they did say that the last time that they played together was back in Celtic Connections, which was way back in January. So, yeah, they've been in rehearsal studio for recording that's coming up with BBC Radio Scotland and the Travelling Folk Show. Hmm. Now, they haven't actually said anything about what's going to be recorded or what's happening, but apparently they're also heading into the studio next month to record a new EP of brand new music. Now, if you haven't caught Project Smoke yet, where have you been? And if you aren't a fan of Ali Levesque, again, where have you been? But yeah, I'm dead excited with this news. A possible new EP as well as recordings coming in from the BBC. So that's all sorts of incredible stuff. A lot of great music there coming from Project Smoke. Now, if anything, I have to say, last week's podcast, we got a lot of listener mail actually asking us about Rura. And a lot of you guys didn't know who Rura was. Like, Rob, who's this band? Who's this guy you're talking to? And it turned out that I have introduced a lot of people to Rura. (laughs) I honestly thought that they were, you know, really quite famous. Now, obviously, here in the UK, they're huge. They are absolutely ridiculously huge in the trad scene. And whenever you mention the trad or folk scene at all... Roar is like one of the first bands that you talk about. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy, actually, that a load of people in the US and Australia and New Zealand, all over the world, actually, got introduced to Roar through our show. So, awesome. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, a load of people have been tuning into Roar on Spotify and different streaming services and checking out their music. And if anything, it might be a new section we could bring to the show. You know, uh, what's Rab listening to this week? <laughs> 
And if anything, this week it has been Project Smoke. I've been listening to a lot of their new tunes and stuff. Um, so if you haven't been listening to any of Ali Levesque and any of Project Smoke, I would recommend them. That's Project Smoke, spelled S-M-O-K, without the E. Project Smuck, you would nearly say. So, yeah, go and have a listen to them. Honestly, some blistering whistle playing and some proper decent bagpiping in there too. Absolutely incredible trad music there from Project Smoke. Well worth checking out. There you are. This could be a new section of the show, you know. We introduce you guys to new trad bands every week. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great to bring pipe banders along to all new music. So that's fantastic stuff. That's what it's all about. Okay, right. Now, we haven't as yet had our weekly news section called the Weekly Drone. Do you think it's still okay to call it uh, um, new at this point? We've been doing it for quite a while, actually. Um, so, yeah, I uh, figured at this point in the show, we should bring you, yeah, this week's Weekly Drone. The Weekly Drone. To Rab and the team. At times like these, droning on and negative thoughts is, in my opinion, a futile exercise. The events of the past weekend have sent a chill right through the local pipe band world here in Northern Ireland. But I am so humbled to see in the local papers such a dignified response to this awful event from our wonderful drum majors, who formed a guard of honour for precious Rachel Laurie as she made her final journey on Sunday past. The beautiful tribute that you put together on this week's radio show was so deeply moving and brought a tear to even an old hat like me. It is testament to the gracious deportment that our wonderful drum majors in Northern Ireland and I'm sure across the world possess. How they conducted themselves in the wake of such a close tragedy was exemplary. Whilst I did not know Rachel personally, I did know of her and remember her achievements throughout these last few years. Such a tragic loss, and my deepest condolences to the family and friends close to her, and also to our drum majors, each and every one. They all did her proud. There is no reason to drone or moan this week, simply to remember the life of a beautiful young girl taken too soon from this life. And I am certain that her spirit will live on when the drum majors hit the grass again in the future. Stay safe everyone, and God bless. The Weekly Drone Yes indeed, Weekly Drone, and thank you very much to that Weekly Droner, whoever you are. Um, yeah, that was, again, it was submitted through our website, which you can do completely anonymously. You don't have to put a name to it or an email address or anything. Just go bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone, and it's up there. You can, yeah, submit your story. Uh, so, yeah, obviously that person had been listening to the Fuse FM Balamoney show and all the rest. And, yeah, here in Northern Ireland specifically, there's been a lot of media coverage uh, about this tragic loss of Rachel and... Um, yeah, there's been a lot of photographs, there's been a lot of, yeah, national media coverage. It's been in newspapers, it's been on TV, it's been on radio, it's been everywhere. And, yeah, it's 
honestly a tragic story and one of which we do know that the piping world is certainly hurting but there's a lot of the local area as well that are deeply affected by this as well so yeah thank you for the compliments actually and you know it means a lot you know to know that whenever we do stuff like this on fuse or even here in the podcast that it's well received you know sometimes it's nice to get nice feedback like that you know and obviously as well i do want to point out that a lot of the drum majors who were involved and the funeral or at the funeral, uh, were a lot of very close personal friends of Rachel. And, yeah, those guys really did carry themselves with dignity, I have to say. And, uh, yeah, so well done to everyone involved in that. That would not have been easy. Okay. So, that's this week's Weekly Drone. Now, like I said, Weekly Drone is an open microphone for you guys. You know, you can submit any story at all. It doesn't even have to be a story. It could just be a comment like that. You know, a comment on recent news, on recent story, or even a comment about our show. We will put it here in Weekly Drone, completely unfiltered, unedited. The only thing we'll edit is swearing. We'll not, <laughs> we're not going to have any swearing on the show. We are a family show. Uh, but also, if you're going to start making accusations and pointing fingers at people and blaming them for something, uh, yeah, we'll draw the line at that. But yeah, feel free, guys. Head along to our website, thebigrabshow.com weekly drone is up there you'll just see the button at the top of the page and you can yeah send us in whatever you know there you go it's your opportunity for an open mic here on the podcast (laughs) even if you want to plug your product or hey my band's awesome there's your opportunity (laughs) all right now i have to say shout out to scary vor yes scary vor here in the uk uh yeah put out a bit of a terrible announcement that we all kind of seen coming yeah the rest of the scary vor uh, upcoming tour and all sorts of gigs that they had planned running through october november and december have now all been cancelled yeah so we kind of seen it coming here in the uk it seems to be that covid19 and pandemic and all that there it seems to be getting worse certainly whenever i'm recording this podcast right now on the 30th of September, uh, we have had the sharpest rise in numbers on record. Uh, plus, we've had the sharpest rise of, uh, well, infections. Plus, we've had the sharpest rise in uh, fatalities as well. So, it's absolutely awful. So, things seem to be getting worse. And, yeah, we're all now slowly starting to think, oh, goodness, are we moving towards another lockdown? Things here in the UK are already pretty strict. Uh, there are already... You know, there's a lot of social distancing, there's no social gatherings, there's a lot of things closed. There's, yeah, so that's a very strange world to be living in at the moment here, especially in the UK. And things seem to change every day. And that's one thing I'll put across. So seeing that Scaryvore have now cancelled their upcoming dates for the rest of the year doesn't come as any surprise because a lot of these venues won't be able to open their doors. Uh, so due to the current restrictions... So, yeah, sad news from Scaryvor. Sorry to see that we're not going to get any live gigs from the guys this incoming year. But hopefully they'll bring us some music online with a bit of luck. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into some other piping news. Our own RSPBA actually put out a bit of a statement from the Music Board. Now, the Music Board met on Saturday the 26th of September. Now, we can only assume that this was done online. Uh, Yeah, we don't think they actually met in person. Uh, But they've come up with a recommendation. Now, this was something that really came out of the blue. Kilmarnock Pipe Band, by request, have asked to be upgraded 
from grade 3B to grade 3A. Now, this is really highly unusual because we didn't have a competition season this year. We haven't heard Kilmarnock Pipe Band play. But the fact that the band have asked to be upgraded tells us something. It tells us that Kilmarnock Pipe Band have been working like crazy behind closed doors. And, yeah, that they feel that they are able to make the step up from 3B to 3A. Some would actually argue that that is such a huge step in grading. One of the big ones. From 3B to 3A, you're starting to stretch towards grade 2. And that's quite a huge leap. So, hey, Kilmarnock wishes the best of luck, guys. I had a lot of us all guessing what exactly is going on? You know, you guys must have been practicing like crazy over the whole lockdown and all of the rest. So, well done, guys. You've been upgraded to 3A, and we wish you luck. If anything, we do hope to hit the grass in 2021. That's another topic for another podcast. Um, but, yeah, we can't wait to hear you guys. You know, so good luck on grade 3A. Well done. Okay, now, we did have Mr. John Dew on our previous podcast where he talked to us all about his composing and all the rest and his up-and-coming EP that he decided to announce on the Beer Tent event. Remember that? (laughs) Well, John talked to us all about his upcoming EP and now, finally, it's available for pre-order. It's called The High Bridge Walk. Now, you can go to John Dew, uh, his website, or you can go to John Dew on Bandcamp and... Yeah, I think the release date itself is on the 10th of October and the first 25 CDs that will be ordered will be, yeah, you'll receive original tunes to the EP absolutely free. Hmm. There you go, so not a bad offer. So yeah, lots of sheet music and stuff will be given away totally for free for the first 25 CDs. Now... This album is all sorts of interesting because you guys know we played a little clip of John Dew's music on last week's podcast. It's going to be all sorts of different and I'm dead excited to hear it. So for more information, go to johndew-composition.com. Well worth checking out. Or you can check out John Dew, of course, on social media. We've shared out all the links and stuff for where you guys can go and get copies of this. Um, Yeah, I'll definitely be picking up a copy. I can't wait for that. Shout out to John. Looking forward to that, buddy. Okay, now I have to give a shout to a couple of TikTokers. (laughs) Shout out to Stuart Peters and to Craig Laurie. You guys have been absolutely knocking it out of the park over on TikTok. Of all the apps in the world, TikTok seems to be flourishing, especially for the bagpiping world. I think um, I was chatting to Craig Laurie just last night and he was saying he has nearly over 1,500 followers which is insane, and I think Stuart is just about the same. He calls him he calls himself now Piper Stew or something like that. Guys, if you're not on TikTok, it's um it's a very unusual animal. I'll say that where you have little video clips that last about fifteen to sixty seconds. Uh, but Craig Laurie uh, and you know Stuart, these guys seem to have really mastered it, and some of their TikToks are hilarious and incredibly entertaining so if you are on tiktok go and check them out of course you can check me out if you want but i wouldn't recommend it my tiktoks are crap but these guys honestly are hilarious and really entertaining Stuart's piping by the way is brilliant and craig's on there as well he has a lot of drums and roses content on there as well so well worth checking out so shout out to craig and to Stuart. you guys are doing amazing things over there on TikTok. Well done, guys. Keep up the great work. You've had entertained me for hours. 
That's for all the TikTokers. Okay, also wanted to mention the Shots and Dykehead Caledonian uh, Solo Online Championships. Uh, they're still underway. And if anything, they announced their finalists not too long ago. Because the competition is so huge, like ridiculously huge, they had to introduce qualifying rounds into some categories. I think there was like 18 finalists in each of these different categories. Uh, yeah, the competition itself seems to be absolutely out of control. It is so big. It, like, I just don't know how huge it is. But I'm getting the impression that the sheer volume of entries is proving to be yeah a labour to get through. But if you made it through to the final... Well done. I, I say that's nearly as good as a win right there. Uh, but go along. Check out Shots and Dickhead on social media. They've announced all the finalists and all your different categories and stuff. I'm not here going to sit here and read lists. But to everyone, honestly, who's made it through to the final of your own respective event, then well done. You deserve a pat on the back. And no doubt we'll be talking about it next week. We'll be talking about the eventual winners because the winners, I think, will be announced later this week, actually. So there you are. That's the Shots and Dykehead Caledonia Online Solo Championships are still rumbling on. Yes. Okay. Now, I did tell you that there's some positive news in the piping world and this weekend sees the New Zealand Young Piper of the Year 2020. Yes, in New Zealand, the global pandemic is um, not as huge a factor as it may be here in the UK or the United States. And they are actually able to hold competitions in person. So as a result, they're holding a competition this upcoming weekend, Saturday the 3rd of October. And yes, you guessed it. It will be live streamed online. Now this year it'll be a little bit different because ourselves here on the Big Rab Show team will actually be live streaming the event through our Facebook page. So for those of you interested you can of course work out your own time difference because it's a bit of a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> it's 9.30am New Zealand time on Saturday the 3rd of October, which means it's 9.30pm on Friday the 2nd of October here in the UK wrap your head around that so if you are interested in catching some of the action from the young piper of the year competition then tune in here friday night at half nine in the uk to our facebook page or 9 30 a.m on saturday the third in new zealand do you get what i mean it's a bit of a head melter it wrecks your head uh, but yeah the new zealand 2020 young piper of the year event will be live streamed on the big rab show facebook page uh, so wherever you're listening to this right now Check out the Rab Show Facebook page for more information. And uh, yeah, hopefully you'll be able to catch some of the live stream action from this incredible competition. Now, the reason why I'm saying it's incredible is because, uh, well, number one, these are all youngsters. They're all young kids. And some of the, I don't know, I've seen like little video clips of performances and stuff from these kids. And man, I've, I've said it on previous podcasts, but these guys would just melt your face with some of the stuff that they're playing. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So the whole event kicks off at half nine, of course, with the Peabrook competition. Then they take a break. And then in the afternoon, or sorry, the evening, starting out at 7 p.m. New Zealand time, they start with the MSR on Hornpipe and Jig. So that's more of light music in the afternoon, the evening. So this competition is going to be absolutely brilliant. And ourselves and the Big Rab Show team are very proud to be helping support this event by live streaming it on our social media. So, yeah, you guys, if you want to go and catch all the action, of course, tune in this weekend's. Uh, for the New Zealand 2020 Young Piper of the Year event. That's going to be all sorts of fun. 
Now, also, uh, speaking of more competitions, we have to say a massive congratulations to Rebecca Weir from the Hawthorne Pipe Band. Yeah, the New Zealand Solo Drumming Championships were held this past weekend, and they were all live-streamed as well. They were live-streamed, actually, on the New Zealand Pipe Band Association's uh, social media. So, yeah, if you want to go back and you're a drumming fan, you can go and have a listen to all the performances. Um, But, yeah, we just wanted to give a shout this week to Rebecca. What an outstanding performance, by the way. Absolutely amazing. And your light and shade and the technicality. Ah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant drumming. Uh, so well done to Rebecca and to, yeah, I'm sure the guys at Hawthorne will definitely give you a huge party <laughs> to celebrate. So well done, Becky. One in the New Zealand National. Fantastic stuff. Okay, now last week we did talk about this, about how there was a little bit of a debacle online about Mr. Ian Burroughs and his impending retirement. Well, we did eventually get an official statement from the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch and they put it on their website. Now, I will read verbatim. The RSPBA Executive Committee have received notice uh, of the impending retirement of Ian Burroughs, our project officer. Now, I don't know whether this notice came from my social media post or whether Ian actually did hand in his notice. Don't know. Uh, But it goes on to say, The Executive Committee, on behalf of the RSPBA Northern Ireland Branch, wish to sincerely thank Ian for his service and commitment since commencing the role in 2012. Over that time, Ian developed an outstanding relationship with the member bands and the many stakeholders involved in the Northern Ireland branch. Ian feels that now is the right time for him to retire and the branch wishes him well. Ian has agreed to remain in position until such times as arrangements are put in place to succeed him. And that has been on the tip of everyone's tongue. Who will be getting Ian Burroughs' job now that Ian is Well, retiring. Now, at the moment, we haven't seen the job advertised anywhere. We don't know quite how the recruitment process will go for this post. We don't know what the requirements are. We don't know anything about this yet. Um, We do know that it is funded through Arts NI. Uh, So, yeah, we did uh, talk about it recently, about how Arts Council and I are releasing funds to various bands for, you know, buying instruments and such. So we do know that there's money there to help support such a project officer post in the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch. So will we see an upcoming advertisement for this? Will it be publicly advertised or will it be recruitment from within? Who knows? And But yeah, loads of speculation as to who will fill the shoes of the project officer that was Ian Burroughs. So, rest assured, guys, as soon as we know, you will know, and we'll bring it here to the podcast, and we'll let you know exactly who's up for the post and who's going to you know, get the job and all that sort of stuff. We'll definitely keep you posted. But, yeah, again, I, I know, and another podcast, and I'm talking about this same story, but I do want to wish Ian the very best. And, uh, yeah, he has you know, developed great working relationships with a lot of the bands and a lot of the members. And all the rest. So, yeah. All the best, Shaggy, in your retirement, mate. We want to wish you the very best. All right. I wanted to mention this week that Ross Ainsley has now put his album available for pre-order. Yes, this is Ross's fourth studio album that we've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. It's called Vanna. Yes. Now, you can currently go and visit Ross on Bandcamp, Ross Ainsley on Bandcamp, and you can now stream three tracks that are on the album. You can go and have a listen. 
Um, the first one, I think, is called Science of Life. Yeah, so you get the idea. A bit of a flavour of what's on the album. Uh, so you can pre-order it now ahead of the date of release, which I think is the uh, digital album release. Let's see if this helps when I do my prep. Yeah, the 30th of October. There you go. So the digital album release actually is, yeah, in a month's time. <laughs> Uh, but you can go and pre-order it right now. And you do get little pre-order bonuses like exclusive tracks and things like that. Uh, so go and check it out. Ross Ainsley on Bandcamp. Go and check out his new album, Vanna. Uh, for Ross Ainsley fans, this is obviously a must. I can tell you right now, I have mine on pre-order. It's definitely going to be worth picking up. There you are. Okay, this week I wanted to give a shout to David Hunter, or as we all know him, Davy Hunter. Now, you guys wonder, yeah, we know that name, why do we know that name? Now, David, as you guys know, has been involved in the production of a lot of books in the piping scene. Namely from Fred Morrison, John McCusker, Ali Hutton, Ross Ainsley. There's been a lot of different clients that Davy has helped out over this last number of years, releasing all sorts of amazing tune books and collections. Well, Davy has now took his hand to um, releasing his own. Yeah, and the book is called Now It's My Turn. <laughs> Which we think is an incredible title. So, yeah, Davy Hunter is releasing a whole new set of tunes of his own, all of his own compositions, and the title of the, the book is called Now It's My Turn. If you are interested, you can go and check out David Hunter, of course, on social media. Uh, we'll be going talking more about this release in the near future, uh, but yeah, I think for now it is available to order. Uh, with delivery up to the end of October. Oh, pre-order, of course, for delivery up to the end of October. Awesome stuff. So there you are. The book is priced at 14 quid, and we will know more about the the book as the weeks progress, as Davy actually releases more information about it. But for now, we're dead excited for this new release, and we love the title. Now it's my turn. (laughs) I'm sick of working on everyone else's book. Now it's time for me. So fantastic stuff, David. Yeah, we wish you well with your new release, and we do hope to bring more information on that on future podcasts. Excellent stuff. Speaking of newness in the piping world, have you guys actually caught the brand new Big Rab Show website? Yeah, we've done a total new refresh on the Rab Show website. We've even done a bit of an overhaul. I'm sure when you've downloaded this week's podcast, you've noticed that the uh, the podcast art has changed. Yeah. Podcast logo, all of our artwork, everything has all changed. We've had a bit of a graphical overhaul, I think that's what you call it. So yeah, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Patreon, everything has been updated. The website's changed. And that's been a bit of a labour of love. All thanks to our incredible graphical artist, Aaron McElwain, on the Big Rab Show team. So thank you so much for to Aaron for all of your incredible work, mate. And yeah, redesigning everything. I think he's done a crack, cracking job. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out yet, go along. TheBigRabShow.com is the website with the whole things all been completely rejigged. All new. It's yeah, definitely worth a look. And even when you're there, you can check out the Rab Show merch. Yeah, there's been a lot of people picking up Rab Show merch this last while. And yeah, the logjam that I've been talking about is no longer there. We've now managed to get caught up in all of our orders. So yeah, to those folks who's ordered stuff that should already be in the mail on its way to you right now. Uh, So yeah, rest assured, your merch is in the mail. There you are. Okay, speaking of the Big Rab Show ourselves, yes, of course, our Big Rab Show awards are still ongoing. Now, obviously... We did postpone it because of the recent tragedy that we have had here in Northern Ireland. So that has been put off. 
uh, to the end of this week. We have extended the nominee process till the end of this week. So you still have time to get your nominations in before Friday. Now, the categories again, I'll just remind you. You have Best Online Band Performance. We have Best Online Solo Competition. We also have the Best New Book or Music Collection. We have Best New Product or Innovation. We have, of course, the Old Faithful, Big Rab Show Best Beard Award. We also have Best Social Media. And we have the Most Emotional Moment and the Big Rab Show Legend Award. Now, to get your nominations into us, you have to email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There's no use sending us tweets or Facebook messages. It has to be via email so we can make sure that it's all accounted for in the correct folder and all the rest um, so it doesn't get mixed in with Weekly Drone and all of that. It's very complicated. But email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Get your nominations in before the end of the week. And yeah, hopefully next week we will have a nominee's show and we'll announce the finalists and how you guys can go and vote for your particular favorite there you are awesome stuff okay guys so it's a little bit of a heavy episode this week and also i do feel it's a little bit drummer centered as well we've just heard from andrew lawson there and and the release of his new book rise absolutely awesome but also this week we're going to have a little chat with a bit of a drumming legend Uh, ahead of what's going to be called the Rhythmic Lockdown, which is coming on October the 24th to 25th. Yes, we get talking to a bit of a drumming legend, Mr. Stephen McWhorter. But before that, it's time for me to get a cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits, and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Yes, indeed. Topic of the week time. And ourselves here on the Big Rab Show, we've chatted to Stephen McWhorter quite a number of times, actually, but... We haven't done so in 2020, and if anything, it's been a great opportunity to catch up with Stephen and just to see what all he's been up to over the course of lockdown, of course, and how things have been going with Inverary and all the rest, and just what has Stephen been up to during the course of a global pandemic? Yeah, so yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant that Stephen took time to chat to us, and I'm so happy to bring you guys this week's topic of the week. So, without further ado... Here is the drumming legend that is Stephen McWhorter. So, welcome to the show, this guy that needs no introduction, <laughs> Mr. Stephen McWhorter. How are you, Stephen? Are you well? 
No, I'm good, thanks. How are you, Rob? The very best, man. Aye. Well, if anything, it's been a bit weird. We haven't been able to catch up on the grass like we normally have this year. Ah, uh, it's been a bit strange. The only grass I've seen is my back garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, how have you been coping with lockdown and all of this? Do uh, you want the honest answer? Sure. <laughs> I've quite enjoyed it. Um, I've, I've, I've actually really enjoyed it. I'm usually... She's so busy. We were supposed to have a concert this year, and um, between that and the competition season and traveling, it just was going to be hectic. So I went from that to nothing, and all the time in the world with my kids and Grace at home, and yeah, we had seven or eight weeks of great weather. It was oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> so that's a lot of people have been saying that you know, just time to decompress more than anything else. Yeah, it was great. The, the world just seemed to slow down completely, and you know a lot of people didn't like it, but I, th- I thought it was great. I, I took <laughs> full advantage. I took full advantage of the weather in my garden and my barbecue. Oh, nice. Oh, we'll have to chat about that later, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Stephen, obviously, I wanted to ask you about the concert. We were all sorts of excited for the up and coming show at the concert hall. Can you tell us yourself how were preparations going for the concert before all of this lockdown? Yeah, preparations were going well. Um, <clears throat> we pretty much had the, f- the full concert finalised. Um, maybe a couple of sets. A couple of sets we hadn't totally finished, um, but everything else was everything else was on the floor. Um, we had a few rehearsals with backing musicians. You know, they they were all sorted on what they were going to be doing. Um, Obviously, the the drum corps were waiting until the backing guys had all their parts finalised before we put our we put our percussion to it. Um, basically, just so there was no clashes, um, yeah. no clashes with them. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was going in the, it was going in the right direction. Happy days. I mean, we know you guys are pretty famous for your live shows. Was this going to be something you were excited to be involved in yourself? Oh, yeah. There was tons of new music. Um, tons of new music and some stuff that we had played before, but only maybe once or twice. Like maybe once in a medley somewhere along the line and we never really played it again. So it was it was good to kind of revisit that stuff. Um, had a new fanfare on the, on the go. Um, oh, nice. I would like to say I was finished, but it probably wouldn't have been finished until the night of the show. Um, <laughs> you have been backstage on the pads still learning it. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> but no, it was, it was going well. Uh, we had a new medley as well put together. Um, so yeah, there was tons of music, tons of music. And uh, it was a shame that we didn't get to play it, but hopefully... You know, it's obviously penciled in for next year, but <clears throat> hopefully things are able to go ahead as normal, um, yeah. and we can play to a sold out audience. That would be that would be great. That's it. Uh, I, I could, could, could come back after a season off. Yeah, I, that's it. Work off the rust, I suppose. Yeah, but no. If anything, man, we are so excited to get, actually see this show. So we honestly can't wait. I have to say, for anyone watching this right now or listening. 
if you have tickets for the 2020 show, keep them because they'll be honoured for next year. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right, so there you go. All right. So, Stephen, we do have some quite geeky questions to ask you uh, related to the band. You know us. We're a piping show. Uh, so can you tell us then about band practices? How does a band practice look for your drum corps? You walk in through the door, 7 p.m. or whatever time you guys start. What, what does a band practice look like? Well, I walk in at 7 p.m. Most other people walk in about half seven, quarter to eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> it, it really depends on what time of the year, to be honest. Um... I mean, the winter times, we, the drum corps only practice once a year, uh, once a week from, usually from November till, November till Easter, usually, yeah. uh, once a week on a Wednesday night. Um, and then once a month, the guys from Northern Ireland will come over and we'll do a Saturday-Sunday practice. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, on a Wednesday night during the winter, it's really just getting through the stuff, the, the new material. We don't really, I mean, we don't really play the, we don't play the old sets um, until the weekend practices, really, when everybody's in. Um, it's just getting through the new stuff, getting on the floor as early as possible. Um, just, you know, <clears throat> hand, we could hand the score out, you know, on a Monday email it out and we'll be on the floor with that site reading it on Wednesday night. Um, ma- mainly just, we've always kind of done that, um, mainly just because it, it sounds totally different on pipes and drums than what it does on pad and chanter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or whenever you sit down with a recording to write it. So that usually then highlights some changes that I'll go away and make. And, you know, some guys will have ideas and we'll, we'll just keep tweaking the tweaking the music uh, between, you know, basically between um, November and Easter, there's tons of changes, mm. tons and tons of changes. I feel sorry for new people that join the Corps because it's, it's so <laughs> alien to most of them. Uh, I think, yeah, we were but, chatting to Fergus not too long yeah. ago, your bass drummer, and Fergus was telling us about yeah. the changes. He said, you would learn the set one week and you would want to practice next week. He said, nah. The whole thing's changed. <laughs> so would that be something that's quite common, yeah? Yeah, it's just a... Everything's... All the scores, all the all the music is it's just an evolution. Um, we just let it evolve naturally into... You know, there's never really a rush to say that's it, that's the final, that's the final product. It's, um, the final product is the the last time you play it at the Worlds. Like the you know, final, kind of final press on the CD. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. So is that something you're constantly looking at then, Stephen, even throughout the season? Yeah, we change stuff. We, <clears throat> we've made changes the week of the Worlds before. Uh, wow. As a drummer. Yeah. Um, as a band, we've had some, some crazy things as well on the band. Like, before the major and before the major and Belf or uh, not Belfast Lurgan last year, we uh, we took a reel out of the medley and on the Thursday night, which totally changed the break. Um, 
to the next one. Right. Uh, anyway, we, we drew that medley on the Saturday. But the way we look at it is whenever you hear that in a competition environment, you know whether it's going to work. Um, <clears throat> so you may as well you may as well just make the change and get on with it. And then if it works, great. If it doesn't, then you just go back to the drawing board and find another idea. But I think a lot of people try and get the, you know, maybe the, the perfect medley from the start of the season, but I think it's very hard to do that. Um, I think the more you play, the more you play music, the, the more ideas come to you and the more, um, you know, the more you hear bass and tenor a different way or the more you hear dynamics changing or or a, even a break or whatever. So I think, I think just being open-minded enough to allow it to, to evolve like that is good. Um, there you go. That's interesting, though, definitely. So, Stephen, can I ask then, well, you are a multiple world solo champion, and this year, 2020, we were hoping to have the world solos, but we've just read recently that they've pulled the plug for this year. I'm sure that's bound to be a big blow for well, both yourself, but all the rest of the competitors, too. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I mean, part of me thinks it's a bit disappointing that it's not going on. And the RSPBA did work really hard to to try and get them rescheduled for December, which was great. Um, I know that was a massive undertaking, but you know, obviously, just they couldn't they couldn't make that happen, unfortunately. But. Yeah. At the same time, because I think because the season was cancelled, and um, I think part of me just resigned myself to a year off, which yeah, which I was okay with. Uh, part of me is okay with it, um, and then looking forward to just drawing a line under this year, and hopefully, hopefully, if things kind of go back to some kind of normal, we can go back next year. But. Um, yeah, disappointing, but not the first time. It's not the first time the solos were cancelled. I think, I think maybe in nineteen ninety nine, the the solos didn't take place in October, and they were moved to January. I think. I remember that. Yeah, that, that was late nineties. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think, I think it was whenever. I think it was maybe something to do with the premier sponsorship stopping, or I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but there was definitely a there was definitely a time when the solos moved. That's it. Kind of, I think. So we've talked about your approach to band work and how it constantly evolves over time. Can I ask you about your solo work then? Um, what sort of preparation and your work throughout the year would you be working on your solo stuff? Um, well, the last few, well, quite a few years now. I've only I've only played the world solos. Um, but that's that's going to change, obviously, because of the qualifiers. So I'll probably be playing more at the start of the year than than what I would have been. Um, yeah. But usually, I don't, usually I try not to try not to look at any of the solo stuff throughout the year until you know, kind of till September time, start of September. Yeah. Just to, to try and keep it fresh, and so I'm not I'm not bored of playing it. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, from, from the start of September, I'm, I'm kind of trying to get myself out of band mode and into solo mode. So I watch a lot on Netflix and uh, <laughs> lock, lock myself in the drumming room here at home and, and practice. Um, 
Yeah, I do a lot of a lot of basic work on the pad. Um, just kind of getting the just kind of getting the hands into like a bit more refined shape. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose um, lots of recordings, uh, lots of videos, lots of WhatsApp messages back and forth on videos to a couple of people, and um, and then about probably three or four weeks out, that's that's when I'm on the drum, like, every day. Um, every day? So how many hours would you put in? Hours. Yeah, a couple of hours, really? Uh, a couple or three hours, probably, on the drum. Um, mm. And then... But, I mean, that's spread throughout the day. I'm, I'm fortunate that I can play at work. Uh, I usually go into work early in the morning mm. and then, you know, play on my lunch break. Uh, a little bit after work to uh, wait for the traffic to die down and then I'll maybe go to Glasgow at night to, to play. Um, and that, then the, I'll play with the Piper usually about two weeks out from the solos. Um, I'll just get, get together with uh, Daniel on the weekend, Daniel McDermott, mm-hmm. um, the Saturday or Sunday and Last three and blow the cobwebs off because it's essentially a year since we played together. So, um, then listen to the recordings. If there's any any little tweaks need made, then I'll you know I'll kind of work through those and move on. And then we'll get together the weekend before the solos, and then maybe two twice the week of or three times, depending on how it's going. I think if it's I think if it's going well, you have to kind of know when to not play. Um, like I never, I never play the day before the solos. Really? Um, I, no, I've never. Yeah. I don't even lift my sticks. I try not to. No, I just use the Friday before usually to see students and you know have a listen to other people. Yeah, but uh, there's no playing at all. Or... Yeah. No, no, because I feel like if I take that day off, then when I get to the when I get to the venue on the day, I'm excited to play because I've, I've not played. I've had a day off. You kind of feel a wee bit fresher. Um, I've kind of always done that since I was a kid, coming to Scotland to play in the World Souls. So I just kind of stuck with it. There you go. So, Stephen, it'd be fair to say there's no secret sauce to your success. It's just hard work. You have a whole regime there, practice regime, creative process. It just seems to be constant work that seems to be giving you a level of success. That'd be right. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've always kind of practiced the same way since I was a kid. Um, I mean, obviously Adrian Hoy taught me in Kalibaki, and uh, he was a great uh, leader by example. I would say, you know, he would. You know, I remember when I was a kid, he was taking he was taking like a week or two weeks off his work, and he was practicing every day before the world solos. And I was like, "Oh, well, that's what you really need to be really good." So yeah, it just, yeah. It made it just made sense, right? And uh, so I think I think because of that, he was quite disciplined in in terms of practice. You know, you only get out of something what you put into it. He's all he always said that and. It's funny whenever I say that to a kid now, I feel like, oh, <laughs> you sound old. You sound old now. <laughs> um, but 
it's uh, it's true. And I've, I've kind of always had the same kind of structure. Like I've always recorded myself. Um, obviously, videoing myself was was a big thing. That just because I teach all the time, sometimes you you find yourself saying all the right things, but you don't always. You're maybe not always doing them. But to a student, to a student, it still looks better than what they can do. So. Sometimes you can, de- I think you can develop bad habits teaching all the time. So I like to video myself to check in and make sure I'm not not doing what I should be doing. Uh, not, not taking any shortcuts or anything like that. Yeah. And I, th- I think having I think having people that you trust as well, people's opinion that you trust um, to send recordings to that you're not. You know, that aren't going to just tell you, ah, it sounds really good. You know, I've got a few people that say, you know, aren't scared to say anything but that, you know. But <laughs> it's great. Like, I, honest, honestly, it's good. You don't get better by just being told that you're great all the time. Yeah. Uh, because it's not. It's it's not great all the time, uh, no matter who you are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean I've, I've, I've never really been scared to listen to advice either. I mean, lots of people like to impart their advice on you. Sometimes you have to know what to take out of it uh, for you. Yeah. You listen. To, I think if you listen to everybody's advice, you would it would wreck your head a wee bit. But um, I think taking out of it what was what works for you and what's going to benefit you is is healthy. So yeah. that's that's what I try and do. Hundred percent. So, Stephen, over lockdown and everything, you've been teaching online. You've mentioned a few times that you are teaching and giving lessons and stuff. Is there something coming up now in the near future? Is the the rhythmic online workshop or something that you have coming up? <coughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, so back in um, maybe March, March or April time, um, with all the like the the hard lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric McNeil from Florida, a good friend of mine, came up with the idea that we should run an online workshop because he had been he had been teaching quite a lot on Zoom. I'd never even heard of Zoom, so it was uh, so he organised the whole thing, and it was myself and Reed Maxwell, uh, Andrew Ellett on tenor, and Christina Hanks on bass. Yeah. So it went really well. Um, Really, really was a success, and then <clears throat> lots of schools kind of followed suit on that idea. Like Piping Hot Summer Drummer, yeah, uh, the Burmark School in New York. Um, there's another school in Canada. They they all followed that trend, and it works. Uh, it does work well, but it depends on. You know, obviously, it depends on your internet connection. If you live in the middle of nowhere with a bad internet connection, then yeah, it's not great. <laughs> uh, generally, everybody got was getting something out of it, and I think people were glad that it, it was a bit of a distraction and a bit of normality for them. Um, so, yeah, the demand was really high for another one. So um, we had we had a meeting, and we decided that because the World Solos wasn't going ahead, that would be a that would be quite a good date to to use. So, what is the date of it? Uh, well, that's I think it's wrong. 
<laughs> November, I think. No, I can't remember now. It's October. I just October, know it's yeah. the weekend of the World Solos. It's right. second, second last weekend in October. I think, I think that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. Because then after that, normally it's in Glenfiddich, which is the end of October. So yeah, that sounds about right to me. Fourth and twenty fifth. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, see, we should yeah. remember these things, you know. I know. <laughs> oh, it's going well. Demand was really high, so we, we were talking about um, you know extending the the, the instructor roster um, just because we were anticipating high numbers. Uh, so you know there was really only one. You know, there was really only one option in the snare front. But it was that was to bring Stephen Crichton in. Um, yeah. So, looking forward, looking forward to having him on board. And in the tenor front, we're bringing Jordan Bailey in. Ah, uh, Jordan, yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, so that, that that's four four snare instructors, two tenor and a bass. So. I mean, it's it's really good. It's a different way of teaching, and it's a different way of being a student at a school. But there's still, you know, information gets passed. Yeah, that's it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's different, but it works. Uh, It does work. Um, So hopefully, get your registrations in now. There you are. A plug. (laughs) (laughs) So, Stephen, can I ask you then, obviously, rolling into 2021, um, there's been talk about you know having different formations, possibly you know either scrapping the MSR, but I think that's kind of been you know we're going to keep the MSR. There's been a lot of changes suggested for the incoming 2021 season. What do you think the future will be for piping and drumming next year? Um, there's been a lot of change discussed. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, the future for next year, I think, will be getting back on the grass and just getting a season. And you know, yeah, whatever form, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's I think that's the first priority. Um, I mean, uh, there was there was there was changes discussed um, on a meeting with the RSPBA, but we did say that we would keep that. Um, Keep that to ourselves for now. Oh, within of course, the, yeah. Within, within the group, mm-hmm. unfortunately, some people didn't do that, and uh, oh. <laughs> but, but no, that's you know, that's just that I was wondering, you know, from a spectator point of view, you know, for trying to keep people safe, but also for the band's folk as well, you know, that do you think that will be a big scene in twenty twenty one or possibly reduced numbers? It's hard to know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Was there not something released yesterday? Did it? You had shared something yesterday from the government about um, the new guidelines, like play, play, and playing music and. I see. This is the thing. The, the guidelines they're changing so rapidly now. That's really you know, and that's one of the things we'll possibly you know have to look at for next year. You know, the guidelines could be okay one weekend and then completely different the next weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's going to be the. I think that's going to be the stumbling block, uh, if truth be told. I mean, like, I, you know, I work in the schools as well, and uh, mm. I had an email on, like, maybe a couple of weeks ago, on the Monday, saying um, music instructors are allowed to come into school 
and work over two campuses. Mm-hmm. And then on the Wednesday, I was like, no, you're not allowed to do it anymore. We're back to what it was a week ago. <laughs> so within, within two days, it completely yeah. it changed. And then it changed completely back again. So it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's a matter of waiting it out and, you know, Right, that's just it. Seeing where the land lies, whenever the I season think they're gonna add even, uh, That's all you can really do right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Stephen, you did mention barbecuing at the start of this. Uh, can yeah. I ask you then, have you got any uh, Stephen McWhorter specials that you do in the barbecue now? Um, oh, that's a difficult one. Because <laughs> we actually decided to try the vegetarian vegetarian diet for a month. Ah, but right, that, yeah. But that was about that was about three months ago. We're still doing it, so um cool. yeah, been, a, a lot of fish. We're still <laughs> we're still we're still eating fish. Um so yeah, I like like prawns and scallops and you know, chili and cumin yes. and garlic. It's good. Oh, love all uh, that. And on a barbecue too but, that'd be even better. Yeah, but I was, I was barbecuing meat. I was getting into, you know, marinating my chicken and beer and some spices. That's good. Corona is quite good on chicken. <laughs> There's the episode oh, no. title right there. <laughs> I don't know. Corona, but it's good. Uh, so, Stephen, before I let you go, mate, there's a couple of rad show staples I need to ask you. We already know what your favorite cheese is. We've asked you that a million times. Um, but... Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Well, now you're kind of yes. Going route. Yeah, yes. Oh, you're a savage, really. <laughs> I've had, I've had, believe it or not, I've actually had peach on pizza before. Peach, really? Wow, that's yeah. kind of, that's in New Zealand. Right. Chick, chicken and peach. Wow. That was good. I have that never heard of that. That there you go. That's something for the podcast listeners. You can try that. Yeah. Um, also, what are your thoughts on yellow flashes? Yeah, fan. Are you not a fan? Yellow flashes. Yeah, like I'm talking who, bright, who, bright who, yellow. <laughs> who wears yellow flashes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen some photographs and just thought, what are those? Uh, that would be a hard no, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we haven't asked you this question yet before, but throughout your career of drumming for all the length of the years you've been playing, what has been your most embarrassing moment on stage or playing with the band? Oh, that's easy. That's uh, Dumbarton 2011. Okay. Scott- well- Scottish Championships, first major of the year. Mm-hmm. Third bar of the march on the walk-in. Dropped the stick. It was it was absolutely teeming down that day. Oh. I'll never I'll never forget it. It was <laughs> it was like, well, it was like slow motion. It was like a cartoon. A, oh, there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> but, and how I managed to get down and pick it up and get playing again without falling because the grass was. That, that was the really wet and Barton. It just rained from we got there to we left. Aye. That's uh, that, easily, that's it. That is hey. the most important. 
That's typical Dumbarton weather, though. It doesn't go down, it goes sideways. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, amazing. Stephen, thank you, mate, for taking the time to chat to us here on the show. Really appreciate it. And please send our best wishes to everybody else in the band and to yourself, of course, as well. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Enjoyed no it. Cheers. All right. All the best. And there you have it. Stephen McWhorter there absolute legend and i have to say thank you Stephen, for taking the time to chat to us here on the podcast mate it's great to catch up with you and yeah we do wish you all the very best of luck this incoming season hopefully in 2021 we'll see us all back in the grass again and uh yeah for those of you who are interested you can go and get tickets actually for the rhythmic lockdown as they're calling it uh, the Rhythmic Lockdown Workshop is opening the doors on October 24th to 25th. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be well worth checking out, I think, for drummers interested in all sorts of amazing tuition from some of the best in the piping game. Awesome stuff. So, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. I have to say a huge thank you for everyone who's sent in emails, uh Facebook comments, tweets, all sorts of stuff. Even my own personal phone has been going uh, to everyone who's dropped comments and all the rest, uh, thank you. It has been quite an awful week in the piping world, I'm sure you'll agree, with such tragedy here in Northern Ireland. But it's also been cause for celebration with a lot of new releases and a lot of exciting music still happening in the piping world. And that's one thing that I want to draw strength from. In light of all of this tragedy, it seems to have, like I've said it before, it pulls us as a piping community, as a piping world, it pulls us all together to support each other. And that's exactly what we've done. Ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we do pride ourselves as being trying to connect us and trying to keep us all together through what is essentially a horrible time to be on planet Earth. It's quite horrible, this global pandemic, and it's having an absolutely devastating effect on everything. And when tragedies such as this happens as well, it just seems to kick us when we're down. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. Again, ourselves and the Big Rab Show team, we want to offer our services. You can email us. You can message us. Just get in contact with us. If any of you guys out there are really feeling it at the moment, and a lot of us are, uh, yeah, you can get in contact with us, of course. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And we'll be here for another Big Rab Show podcast next week, each and every week. We'll never stop. We'll keep churning out the piping goodness. And we'll keep working hard to try and keep our piping world connected and supported the best way that we can. So, guys, we will see you all on the podcast again next week for another dose of piping goodness. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.